remember when we were strong. Back in the days before King Tenebrae and his royal guard, and the people of Amosran took up their own arms for fun and profit. Before all that, air was just us. The Viridian Outriders. We kept the roads and trails safe and secure, with homes and forts scattered about and locales civilized and not. Time passed, and we have been replaced. And yet, I hear the rumblings and murmurs of the roads being less safe than they had been. Monsters sniffing around in smaller towns and magic acting oddly. Who knows? Maybe we'll be needed again. Hello, and welcome back to Another Path. My name is Chase, and I remain your GM. Today, we see the events of last episode, but through the eyes of one Arabin Cronin. As a bit of a programming update, our next episode is actually going to be part two of our Three Too Many arc. We'll be back two weeks after that with these events through Cecil's point of view. Thank you to our backers, Tyler, Kyle, and Rin for their support. If you like what you hear, consider donating to us at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia and maybe try checking out some of the other shows on the network. But with that, sit back, relax, and enjoy your trip down another path. The morning after your shopping adventure, you and the rest of your crew pack up and leave the seat. It is a quiet journey, uh, especially now that Luca has uh, consented to traveling the main roads. So there is no issues with uh, going off sides and whatnot. It is uh, just a straight shot back to bearing. It should take just about a week or so at your pace. It is the morning of the third day. The smell of campfire is still hanging thick on everyone's clothes. You all saddle up and head out. As you ride, you see people are kind of drifting to different places amongst the line. Luca has actually called Harper up to the head of the pack to have a discussion about something. And Dieter and Cecil seem to be pulled into conversation go ahead and give me a perception check okay perception which we know famously goes well for sure oh hey that's gonna be a 17 okay you're kind of watching your other companions you know talking to other folks and as steward bailey rides up next to you you are not taken by surprise so arabin doing all right then yeah how's it going steward he gives you a side eye and just kind of lets it fly. Fine. Fine. So can I ask you a potentially impertinent question? Sure. What is with your powers? Well, um, I'm not entirely sure. It's something that has recently been given to me. Or rather, I found it. Okay. How recent? Uh, so a few months before I came to Bering. Whoa, really? Yeah, I mean... Elijah kind of leans forward in his saddle, crosses his arms, and, like, really gives you kind of like an appraising look. 
not one of derision or fear, but one of, like, genuine deep curiosity. That's... Arabin, that's a... You've gotten real good at it. It's... Not something I'm, I'm trying to... To practice or perfect. It's just something I feel, you know? That's... Genuinely astounding. Like, I... And he lowers his voice and kind of brings his horse up a little bit closer to yours. Like, I know a bit about treating with those who are, and he just looks around, above our pay grade. I don't do it. I just, I have an, an intellectual curiosity. And so I've done a fair bit of research. So I have an inkling of roughly what you've got going on but typically it takes months or years before people can get anywhere even close to what you've managed in what like two or three months time maybe four well I feel like the power that comes through me is not from me well no that's what I'm talking about like you're you're in some kind of deal with he just kind of waves his hands something else no no it's it's not like that i i didn't i didn't sign a contract or anything like that it very rarely is so on the page not to make a pun but i mean i i think it has something to to do with this and you're pulling out your amulet mm-hmm. huh really cronin Bringing somebody else in on our little secrets. Interesting. Well, if he has any idea of something that could enlighten me, something that you're so cagey about. (laughs) Oh. Fine, fine. I was never against the rules. Huh. If you're ever looking for some more information on things, you know, you can just reach out. Let me know. Like, I would be happy to, like, hammer this out here. Um, yeah, yeah, I I appreciate it. Um, but I think I'm okay. 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 Sure thing. Are you trying to actively deceive him? Uh, Elijah? Yeah. Sort of, I... I was... I had my guard down, and then when the entity spoke to me, it it scared him into not giving as much information as he was once willing to divulge. Sounds good. Uh, go ahead and roll a deception check for me. It's a 26. Okay. Elijah kind of puts his hands up and is like, Okay, okay, absolutely. You know, I'll let, let you keep your secrets, but, you know, if it, if it comes up, let me know. Roll me another perception check. 16. You smell it on the air just a moment before the party halts. Smoke. What you took as campfire smoke continuing to hang on everyone's clothes for hours and hours after breaking camp, you realize no, there's smoke. 
And as the crew rounds a bend and you see the tree line break, a pillar of smoke shooting up into the sky. You hear Luca shout back. That's loot home. Outriders, move. On the word of the high captain, the outriders break into a practiced and paced run. You see Luca's face set in stone with that 17. You can hear Luca say, it's huge. Must have been burning for hours. You see Harper take off like a shot, just doing something to overclock Ignis's speed. Elijah rushes his horse forward and leaps, climbing over both Dieter and Cecil to get into the back of a cart so that he can rework what spells he has on hand. You see Katie ride up next to Cecil, reach out a hand, and Cecil takes the reins and hops up onto the same horse. And you all are rushing forward. Do you do anything in this moment as you are riding forth to prepare for whatever may be coming for you? With one hand, I summon the sword just to have it ready. Mm -hmm. Um, And I try to keep up with the group and sort of look around to see if I can understand what's going on and what we're rushing towards. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make me a history check. It's a straight roll. That is a nat one. Once again, Arabin knows nothing. You have never heard of Lutom. Presumably it is some kind of town or village. You don't know if it's the adrenaline or you've just literally never been here, but nothing is coming to mind about this place. Yeah, so I just keep riding and Mm -hmm. keep pace with everybody. About half an hour later, you arrive at the base of the smoke. Loot home was known to other people, not Arabin, but other people, to be a lovely city known for just phenomenal instrument craft. Or at least it was. Burnt and destroyed buildings line rubble-strewn streets. The main drag leading to what was once the town hall now stands precariously a smoldering husk. Luca wheels around on his horse and shouts, Stewards, look for survivors. Styles, take point. Knights, scout a perimeter. Take the unclassed with you, and I will keep point. Crafters, stabilize that town hall so we can use it as a base camp. Talk, you've got point. Bailey, go with them for coverage. Survivors are always priority. Clues second, property third. Move. And everybody has their orders and begins to move. You see Harper, surprised, at the sudden, you know, push into a light command, rides forward on Ignis, covering the rubble with no issue. Cecil immediately grabs Katie and they start moving into town. You move to- towards the high captain as he dismounts and he tosses the reins to Dieter. Squire Gale, gather the horses, get them tied up. If there's an emergency, each saddle has a flare wand. Use only if there's an emergency. Seekers, Take three each to scout north, east, and west. Cronin, you're with me. We're going south. What happened here? That's what we're going to find out. He's got a look in his eye. No check required. But go ahead and give me an insight check, actually. I am curious that you'll if you'll pick what Arabin would notice in this moment. Uh, that was another nat one. 
I'm switching to another dice. Understandable. That was technically um, a zero, because that's a wisdom Mm -hmm. skill. You see, with a zero, even with a zero, you see that Luca has a dark, dark look on his face. You have seen him angry before. You've never seen him scared. And that's what you can get with a zero, is that whatever is going on is under his skin. So I don't understand. What 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 is this place? Is it, was it a town or? It was Loot Home. Uh, phenomenal little town. Uh, we would stop here from time to time back when we did more trips up. Skipped it last time. Uh, just didn't fall in the right, you know, with the rotation of whatever. I don't know why anyone would attack it, though. Like, I mean, bandits go town to town all the time. Yeah, but they don't destroy. You can't real loot a destroyed place. Yeah, but sometimes certain bandits will destroy places. It's I'm true enough. But it's been a it's been a long time since those kinds of bandits operated on the King's Road. The two of you move towards the center of town you are seeing those under Cecil's command moving through the city trying to call out for survivors trying to dig rubble aside and immediately the two of you take a sharp left turn and move down south into the woods alright keep an eye out any tracks anything go ahead and roll me a survival check incorporating a lot of different skills yeah Okay, that is a 14. Okay, with a 14, finding the prince is not the problem. The problem is finding the right ones, because it is chaos out here. People were clearly trying to get away, and it was not working out for them. As your eye catches the footprints and you're starting to recreate battles in your mind, you see the untimely ends of all of them. Villagers. Common folk. Slain in the streets and the outskirts of Lutome. But there are it no bodies? A- oh, there are bodies. Okay. Now that you're looking for them, they are everywhere. A handful of guards, um, a nominal peacekeeping force to cinders. You're seeing elements of magic being used, not terribly well, but there it is. Um, you're seeing burnt gashes in the trees. You're seeing bodies in the brush. Luca continues to move forward. That same dark look increasingly engraved on his face. Where'd they come from? Where they come from? How did they do this? If the guard was slain out here on the outskirts of town, I don't think there's going to be any survivors. And he turns to you on a heel. Go ahead and make that insight check again. 18. He's seen this before. I'm not looking for survivors. I'm looking for who did this. And he presses into the woods. I follow behind. He moves through, sword in hand, 
hacking away at the brush as it gets in his way. Um, go ahead and roll me a stealth check, please. As you see, Luca throws a fist into the air and stops. That is a 13. Okay. Um, his fingers move and point ahead, and he shows you, just barely through the brush and trees, there is an encampment. Not a big one. Maybe ten people at most would have been there. Um, it seems mostly devoid at this point, mostly broken up. It looks like there is a single... There, no, there are two individuals still there, um, breaking down the last bits of tents. They are moving with cool, almost robotic efficiency. But there is a savageness as well to the way they are doing this. They are, there is very little care for the things that they are throwing into bags. They are just trying to tear this down as quickly and efficiently as possible. Red armor gleams in the noonday sun as they move around. It looks like it's like a dyed leather. All right. I'm going to go ahead and charge in. Give it a beat. Hit him from behind. Got it. <sighs> Eminence, preserve me. And he charges in, screaming, pulling their attention towards him. And he attacks. Hit and a miss. You see he cleaves into one with not the most expertly placed attack, but one that is uh, certainly felt as you see a, a slight gleam of white emanate from where he hit. What do you do? I wait a beat, like he said, and then mm -hmm. I rush in around the side trying to flank him. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me that stealth check one more time. There's 18. Okay. Um, with an 18, you are able to see um, one is completely ob oblivious to you. The other wheels around. Uh, on that, my flat die rolls were a 15 and a 19. Mm -hmm. There is one that is staring you down, and it's the one that Luca missed. You see that charging out of the woods momentarily even distracted Luca. And he takes a massive hit from the one that caught you as well before he charges over to try and uh, do anything to you. But it is your turn. Is he coming towards me? Uh, he's getting ready to do so, but he is not on top of you yet. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use my Eldritch Blast against him. Sure. So that's going to be a 25 to hit. That'll hit. And that's nine damage. Great. Uh, second beam is a 14 to hit. That will miss. Okay. So the first one, I kind of want to describe it because it's the first time I've used it. Yes, please. Um, the first one shoots out like it did when we first started orange with yellow mm -hmm. strings. And this sort of, as it hits the guy, it sort of catches Arabin off guard. Mm-hmm. And Arabin doesn't even try to shoot off the second one. He just feels all of the wounds that were inflicted during the battle sear 
Mm-hmm. And then a crimson beam with black ichor-like strings shoots out and misses. Arabin was it's not a- expecting that to happen. No, clearly not. It is now the turn of the two rear guard. The first one is going to attack Luca. And just beef it. <laughs> just, just, just two nothing. <laughs> the second one, their best roll was a 15. Is that going to hit? No. The second one rushes towards you, having been wounded by you, um, but stops just short. Luca will attack the one on him and miss. This guy is moving with a superhuman speed. Absolutely. You have never seen a person move quite like this before, unless under the influence of an incredibly powerful spell. But that takes us back to you. All right. Uh, How far in front of me did that guy stop? About five feet within melee range. Okay. I'm going to hit him with my long sword. Hit him with it. So that is a 24 to hit. That'll hit. And that is eight damage. Cool. And with Thirsting Blade, I'd use my second attack. Mm-hmm. And that is a 15. That will not hit. So the first slash he takes hits him mm-hmm. across the chest. And then at the second one, Arabin is still sort of shaken up. So he sort of loses his balance on his off foot. Mm-hmm. And that is going to take us to the two guards. That is going to be one hit on Luca. Luca is looking rough as he takes an absolutely massive hit from this guy. You see, as you look over, a burst of fire erupts from one of the wounds. Oh, jeez. And, and a 19 will hit you, correct? Yeah. Uh, that is going to be 16 damage. Five of it is fire. Okay. That is the a... The other is slashing. Palpable hit. Um, Arabin takes that uh, hit as normal snaps back. Mm-hmm. The fire that was hit with Arabin, he's going to grab. Mm-hmm. As his eyes glow and he says, Ardiat. Hellish rebuke. So that's a dexterity saving throw. Absolutely. That is a natural one. Oh. So he's going to take the full damage from this. Full damage. That's 27 fire damage. You see this fire not take the purchase that you think it should. And then, in that moment, something in your brain goes, no. And I don't know if it was Arabin, the entity, or the penumbra. Something in that triad of individuals makes that fire burn black and erupt and encase this thing as it dies. Oh, shit. Because even though this thing is resistant to fire and you've learned this, you still manage to kill it with that. Wow. 
Jumping to Luca. Luca takes his sword, pulls back, and nearly runs the one he is fighting through. It is barely keeping itself together. No, no, no! It is your turn. All right, I'm going to do my warlock stuff and blast it. Yeah. So the first beam mm-hmm. is a 25 to hit. Okay. What's your second beam? Second beam is another 25 to hit. Both hit. It has two HP left. Oh. How do you want to do this? Arabin is a little more prepared for what's going to happen the second time. Mm-hmm. So in he just puts both hands out and sort of shoots them out in tandem feeling the searing from all of his wounds he knows that the reason this be- the second beam is red is from his blood um but he shoots them out and in true edge lord fashion He's aiming straight for the head, as he always does. The beams hit and explode his head. There is a moment where Luca sees the light leave this, what was at one point clearly a person, but was now something else, maybe even something less. But the light leaves its eyes all the same. And as the body crumples, Immediately in front of you, Luca looks at you. That darkness still there, but set in a way that feels more confident. Good shot. Thanks. Fuck me. Ow. Ah. Hold on. See, this is why I don't do field work anymore. Arabin takes some cloth and starts pushing it against his wounds. You're able to staunch the bleeding pretty well. You need to rest. I need to finish working. No, you need to rest. I know you want to figure out who did this. I know you have a job to do, but you are not going to die doing this. No, I'm not. Because I'm going back to town. I'm going to gather the troops and do the actual part of my job that I should have been doing. I'm sorry, Arabin. This was foolish of me. I shouldn't have let us out here like this. I should have been looking for survivors like I fucking said I would. If this gets us some answers, I'm happy to do it. I don't mind getting my hands dirty. You know that. He kicks the body of the now headless man that um, that you both shared a part in killing and gestures at the armor. I've never seen anything like this. And Arabin, again, no check required. This is as alien to you as you could imagine. Like, red leather armor is not uncommon or unheard of, but it is entirely unadorned. Except for a single black spot in the center of its chest. Yeah, these are no normal bandits. No, they're definitely not. The way they acted, the way they moved, they were 
Can I tell what the black dot is? Roll me a history check and an insight check. It's a 16 on history. Okay. That's a four on insight. Okay. With a 16 on history, you know that a black dot has been used to symbolize a multitude of things in the past. Ben, you can't bring any of them to mind right away. It's like bringing up an obscure Greek god, but you know there have been deific entities that have used the black dot as their symbol in the past, though they have largely fallen out of favor and worship in modern era. Um, you know that uh, there are some mages that, you know, do uh, pay alms to the dark moon, uh, which is basically more of a fey entity than anything else. But none of that feels right in this moment. Um, it feels as Luca is standing there and just putting his head together it feels like he is constantly on the verge of saying something and just never lets it cross his lips whether he it is a matter of him being unable to find the words or him un, being unable to use the words he has found nothing should we take this armor with us or any of this stuff here see if anybody knows what it is I don't want to haul the whole body back. I imagine there will be others in the city. They did a number on this town, but they couldn't have... It couldn't. These cannot be the only deaths on their side. There were like a hundred people that were living here. Yeah, but if two of them could do this to us, town never stood a chance. Not a second of a chance. <sighs> Yeah, can you, um, I hate to ask, can you haul one of these guys back? Absolutely. Thank you. I need to, I'll walk with you most of the way, but once we get back to town, I need to see what's going on. Just take it to over by Dieter and the horses and we'll go from there. Sure. Erbin leans down and picks up the headless body of that guy sort of slings it over his shoulder headless one's got less weight like that's going to be the easiest one well the other one burned and to a crisp so there is that and the two of you begin a quiet walk back upon returning to loot home you see that there is some kind of a commotion going on closer to um, in one of the homes uh, you're hearing Cecil shout from one of the basements it sounds like He's found possibly a survivor. Not the basement. Oh, he's already in the basement. No. Luca points and directs you to drop the body off back over by where the horses were. You don't know if uh, they were able to stabilize the uh, town hall to be a suitable base camp. It looks pretty burnt as it was even when you got there. Um. But as you heft the body down, Dieter is having a time trying to keep these horses calm, but is doing it well enough. He looks over. What was that? What happened? Well, not exactly sure, but the people who did this, mm. this guy was one of them. Oh, fuck. Where's his head? 
He doesn't need it anymore. Yeah, you got a point. And I walk off towards where Cecil's voice was heard. You see, as you are walking over there, Harper emerge from the woods over by Town Hall, having another one of these individuals strapped to the back of Ignis. Thank you for joining us here on Another Path. You can find our website and merch store at anotherpathpodcast.com, on Twitter at anotherpathpod, and our network at ghostlightmedia.net. You can support our efforts by donating at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, or by giving us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcatcher will let you. You can find me on Twitter at TQLoudly, Griffin at GriffCold, and Ryan at RyanRoll20. You can find Justin on TikTok at Just, Justin Michael, and myself at TQLoudly. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode, and until then, remember to be sure to always have someone watching your six whenever you can. This has been a Ghostlight Media Production.